Hello everyone, my name is Sakshan Pruthi and you're listening to Just Like Me, a podcast where six straight brown dudes attempt to unpack trending topics and issues in the world around us. Are we qualified to talk about these subjects? Debatable, but will we do so in a funny and engaging enough way that it won't matter? Here's hoping. Now let's hear from all the other amazing hosts we have on this podcast. What's up? My name is Srinath. Hey everyone, my name is Alex. Hi guys, I'm Avnish. Hey everyone, I'm Ayush. Hey guys, it's Saksham Gupta. Gupta. Alright, and now it's time for the questions to be asked in today's episode of our podcast. So, our podcast today is going to be a little bit more introspective in that we're going to be talking about how superheroes, pop culture, and other uh, sources of media have kind of influenced our identity and kind of made us who we are today. For those of you who don't know, all of us kind of became friends in high school due to a common passion that we had for like superheroes, Star Wars, and other movies and uh, social events. Uh, In high school, there used to be several occasions where we used to hang out and have uh, like movie dates between all of us in which we like sell out entire roads of the theater to watch like Hunger Games or something like that. So that's something that has been a core part of the friendship that we all share and has also been a core part of uh, our personalities, or at least my personality, ever since I was uh, we were younger. Um, I'll start off and then you guys can kind of give your own examples. But for me, I'm not, I wasn't always the, you know, cool, tall, suave person that you guys know today. I used to be clinically obese as a kid like I used to be clinically obese my English was kind of (laughs) why really wait hold on were you were you were you not were you not born in the states I was born in India wait is Hindi your first language it's not my first language but I was learning wait you speak Hindi I was learning oh, English and Hindi kind of at the same time. Like, I don't know exactly what my first language Yeah, dude, Punjabi is this man's first language, bro. Isn't that crazy? It's literally not. And no. you were and you were clinically obese? I was clinically obese. He was and while, and while we're at it, why did you mention... Why did you mention... <laughs> sorry, while we're at it, why did you mention the fact that we once like rented out an entire row to watch Hunger Games? We did. When we did that. No, no. We when, we, when we... Wait, when we did that... For so many better movies. Yeah. Hey, what? Uh, okay, yeah. we did that for every Marvel movie premiere. We waited yes, three we did that. hours. And, and, and excuse me, while, while, yeah, but, while I have while I have a speaking time, I have to say that Civil War was the best one. All right, but but Rue died, man. It was it was it was traumatic. Hey, first of all, spoilers. Listen, it's been a while. If you have, I don't think I watched the last one. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I brought up Catching Fire because not only did we sell out the row, but also Vishok was sitting on my lap during like half that movie. So. <laughs> oh, true, true. That wasn't because was of the seat thing. That was just preference. Yeah. Wait, I want to hear more about this clinical obesity. <laughs> what the what? Okay, yes. Go, go back to that. Yeah, sorry, Pretty. Go back to your superhero origins. Was there any Punjabi superhero that potentially... What is with you and Punjab? Like, what's, a, what's, what's this guy's jet? superpower? Applying some heat for Praka? Did you just say flying jet? Yeah, it's a movie. It's a <laughs> it is a movie, actually. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, flying jet was not around. But no, so I was um, a clinically obese child. Um, 
I was kind of socially awkward because, like I said, my English, like, I I wouldn't say my English was bad, but sometimes I'd be, like, talking and my Indian accent would pop out of nowhere. Like, the word uh, three and tree were uh, kind of hard for me to say as a kid because I would say, like, three, like, instead of trying to say tree. So then I would, like, you know, people would laugh and I would become self-conscious. And so I was not exactly, the, as I said, not the cool kid you guys know today. And so between that and... um my weight issues i kind of felt insecure and like wasn't exactly the most popular kid on school and that's when i kind of found um superheroes like comic books for me particularly spider-man was the uh superhero or the comic book that i read most like even today i have like three or four spider-man posters just in my room still hanging up just because how much they influenced me you know reading about this other kind of nerdy socially awkward teenager in new york city going around and ending up you know saving the city and um being you know like just like seeing it made me kind of feel you know made me uh, comfort in that the fact that you know hey being maybe socially awkward being you know maybe my day will come you know for those of you have seen oh man what's that uh movie about the indian rap i know you gully boy Really boy, you know, up in that time I got, you know, my time will come. So, uh, so that was really inspirational. Um, I have a couple more examples, but I don't want to just keep on talking for this portion. So anyone else want to talk about like a particular, or to kind of start off with like a particular uh, piece of stupid heroes, uh, pop culture that really influenced their identity? Uh, why don't we go with Avnish? Because I know you want to talk about how Star Wars influenced you. Okay, so I'd like to preface by saying that in the early 2000s, um, I feel like, you know, a lot of kids grew up and like, you know, they're emotionally, uh, they're emotionally smart. And so they have like hard interiors, but soft exteriors, which is to say, like, they're not so emotionally shaken by things. But I was very much the other way around. I was like, acting very tough on the outside, but I was actually very much an emotional mess on the inside. And um <clears throat> I think that really led me to, wow, this is really starting to sound like my therapy sessions. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is what I was. It was the homework your therapist gave us. <laughs> okay. Wait, so, um, what was I saying? Um, okay. So I think, I think that like, you know, uh, like, especially at this time was like a time that like uh, in pop culture, we were on like the brink of like, um, you know, there are those, like, traditional masculine characters that we would see in movies and television in the early 2000s, and, like, somewhere in the mid-2000s... Flying Nut? What? No, no, I'm talking... Like I'm, wait, wait, sorry, say that again? Like Flying Jut? No, not like Flying Jut. Although I've never seen that movie. Um, who knows? Maybe he's a good superhero. Who, who knows? Um, no, like, buff, macho, bearded, um, provider of the household... Um, weight of the world swinging between his legs characters. You know God damn. I mean? Y'all know y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Alright, yeah. That's that weight of the world swinging on their shoulders, not between their legs. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I'm just poking fun at those characters. Okay, well anyways. Right. Um, okay, well, no, okay. So the, no, no, so I, I feel like, you know, given just like my uh, emotional maturity at the time, I really gravitated towards a character like Han Solo from Star Wars. Okay. I was spending so, Luke. Okay, wait, no. So, 
So wait, no, no, no. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. It'll, get, make, it'll make sense. It'll make sense. All right. Are you saying Chewie doesn't have emotions? Who, who, okay, come on. Chewie doesn't have like. No, Chewie. Hey, hey, hey. I would never speak ill of the Wookiee type. All right. Anyway. Type? Did you say Wookiee type? They are a species. They are a civilization. <laughs> okay, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. We're getting off track. Um. Okay, so who is Han Solo like as a personality? Han Solo is like this very much loner, independent. What do you mean um, loner? He has Chewie. Let me, yeah, no, no. He has Chewie, but like he very much like doesn't want like any more friends than that. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's essentially a space pirate, right? He's a smuggler. Okay. And he, um, he acts with like that, you know, you know, like how old West cowboys would act in like movies, you know? Or like if you watch Dirty Harry movies, like he he acts very cool all the time, you know? Okay, yeah. Swagger in his step, like the way he talks to the way he talks to Leia in the movie, right? Um Yeah, so I, I and then like he would also just be like, you know, a saving character in many scenes, right? And so I just like gravitated towards that character when I was yeah. a kid. But I mean that kind of doesn't fit because he also had that kind of macho kind of vibe to him how does it how does it make how does it not fit though because you were saying he was in contrast to that kind of hero that like a classic action movie would have no no i'm saying that he he very much fits that bill okay and that i and that and that yeah i'm not i'm not saying that he's in contrast at all okay okay he very much fits this he very much fits the type that we're referring to and i gravitated towards him um, what I, what I do find fascinating though, is like the complexity of characters as time has gone on, you know, like, uh, you know, like these larger than life characters who guys, give me, give me examples of like very well thought out characters, like that were adapted to screen. Flying butt. Stop. Just, uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's talk about, let's talk about Christopher Nolan's Batman. Right, Ooh, yeah. super complex, super complex character. Oh character. I wouldn't say that like he's okay. Even even though he's portrayed this way, I wouldn't say that he necessarily like he's trying to be like tough guy as as uh, Bruce Wayne. You know what I mean? And then like we we do also see like characters who definitely do not fit the bill, like Spider Man. Right? It, it's just interesting to see like how the characters have adapted with time, um, because like. I feel like I see a good movie, right? Especially when I was a kid, right? If I saw a good movie with a larger life than life character and like, you know, they had a good story, right? And they had like, you know, ultimately a good ending, right? I I could see myself attaching to that character. I could see myself attaching to that character. Okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I think, yeah. I don't know what else to say other than that makes sense. Um, Thomas, <laughs> you want to go ahead? And kind of tell your story, your thoughts. Um, I guess I guess it's very important to start off with our friend group in general. So our friend group was a bunch of losers, and we referred to ourselves as oh, the Justice please. League of Mission. Did you did you see us as a? I'm sorry. Did you see us as a group of losers? I never thought of things like that in high school. Very very lovingly so. For all our listeners, we went to prom with our uh, tuxes and suits and underneath we wore all of our superhero identity hey, 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 hey. logo but i will for the record we did have dates 
We did all have dates. We, yes, yeah. that's true. We did all have dates, yes. Right. So, like, goofs. Goofballs, I guess. And um, so we all had our, like, alter ego identity um, in terms of superheroes. And um, mine just came from um, one of the first sleepovers I had with the friend group. It was the last day of sophomore year of high school. Was that the Tower of Pizza? It was the first. Yeah, it was the Tower of Pizza. It was the first day of the 2014 World Cup. And, like, for me, hanging out with friends wasn't something, like, all too common. I It wasn't like I had strict parents or anything. I just, I didn't know how to have the conversation where I'd be like, can I go hang out? So this was, like, one of the first times I got to, like, be with friends for this extended period of time. And we played um, this superhero fighting game called Injustice. And for whatever reason, I just picked the character Nightwing because I was like, okay, cool. Like, I didn't grow up with the Batman comic books, I, like, Srinath had to tell me, oh, yeah, 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 Nightwing is just, like, Robin, but then he grows up, and he wants to, like, do his own thing, like, going in, I literally knew nothing, and then after that day, I would just be, like, jokingly, I'm Nightwing, but by the time I, like, got to college, I owned a Nightwing shirt, I went to prom, my date made me a Nightwing, um, what's the napkin thing? Oh, no, the thing that you put in your suit pocket. Yeah, my date literally made me like a Nightwing handkerchief. We wore blue and black. Um, I went to college, my freshman year dorm, literally everything I bought was like black or blue. And so I, this is like, like literally I look around my room right now and the Nightwing logo is everywhere. And this is a person that didn't grow up reading the comic books. There is no Nightwing movie. I didn't watch a movie thinking, oh, I'm Nightwing. Why but, do you think you um, attached to the character? It, I attached to the character so much because it very quickly became my connection to my friend group. Like, anytime I think about Nightwing, oh, it's because okay. of the memories in JLF. I, I wasn't like, otherwise, I okay. don't... Other, I don't think I would really care this much if I didn't come from this high school friend group. Um, because like, but is there anything specifically about the character though, or I think it's more that like after I made the decision to like care this much about Nightwing, every single time I find something about him, I'm like, oh cool! Like there was a day in college where I was literally in the middle of a lecture, and Srinath called me, and then it was like an accidental call, but then he just like Alex, 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 and he was reading a like nightwing comic that's about right and in the comic square in nightwings ta- said mentions that his favorite ice cream flavor is mint chocolate chip and that's my favorite ice cream flavor and Srinath and i had literally a mid-lecture freak out about how we like the same ice cream so honestly it's not like i look at that character and think like oh this is me or like look to it for like an escape from reality trip it's more just like my friend group became so closely tied to superheroes very quickly where I didn't grow up with superhero comic books. I didn't grow up with superhero TV shows, but it just always was like part of that conversation that it made me care in that sense. And so that's gotten me to the point where I literally am looking at every corner of my room and there is a Nightwing thing somewhere. Like there's literally a Nightwing staff, Nightwing t-shirt, Nightwing logo. And I care that much about this character because it literally made me feel like I belonged in high school. It gave me a friend group in high school and then college. And even out of college, I still have the same friend group. So yeah, that's my tribute to Nightwing. Yeah. Me and you remember that 
event differently. One, I remember the gargantuan amounts of pizza that we had ordered. The tower listeners, <laughs> We had about 20, this is obviously pre-COVID, so we had like 20 little Indian, they're all, all of us are Indian, I think, uh, Indian boys at our friend's house. No, no one, one was there. Oh, fine. 19 and one, <laughs> 19 boys and one uh, miscellaneous race. And um, one of the, uh, the the person who's hosting the sleepover's mom came up to like, oh, I'm ordering pizza. How many pizzas should we order? And this one other kid who, let's just say we trusted him with our food uh, due to his personality. And he was like, okay, guys, I got this. And this man, for 20, what, like 15-year-olds, decided that we needed 20 whole large pizzas? Dude, he didn't. He didn't even blink. By the way, like first of all, we're all. This is this is really important to realize because I thought about it after. We were all like 15, 16 year old kids. Okay, yeah. not a lot of us were carrying money on us. I didn't pay jack shit. Yeah. So this this auntie, this like small, calm, patient auntie, is like, how many pizzas do you want? And she's thinking like, I don't know, eight. I can swing eight. Eight's chill. And um, my man, I guess we won't name names. My man, just no blinking, no, no, like pausing. He's just like, yeah, we, we all got one. <laughs> yeah, we all got a large. <laughs> I went home that next day, like as a party, I, a party bag, like gift bag thing. I, I, I went home with an entire pizza. medium-sized pizza. Oh like and I walked into the house and was like, I brought leftovers. <laughs> it was just one full pizza. Um, yeah, that's a story I remember. That's the first story I remember from that event. But also, your superhero that you were assigned, it's, you know, it's really nice to see that you got a good relationship with it. Meanwhile, having shared my tribute about how important Spider-Man was, we, to, was to me, when we were like, you know, assigning superhero identities to all of y'all, I really got the butt of the deal. Because for those of you who don't know, I got Aquaman, who until a year ago was the butt of every single superhero joke imaginable. Okay, first of all, you didn't tell us about the Spider-Man thing. All right, listeners, he never shared the whole clinically obese thing with any of us, okay? So, yeah, otherwise, we would have taken pity on him, but we took pity on him. Which was, like, a, no, a whole other level of uh, annoying. But, yeah, I was like, okay, they're like, yeah, they told me you guys are Aquaman. I'm like, what? Why? And they, I, I kid you not, they said, because I have fish at home. Like, I do not, I can't believe you guys... <laughs> limited me just to the fact well, what pets I own. Like, Amnesia Squirrel Girl, does he have any pet squirrels? No. He just got... I don't think I am. That never... I feel like that never really stuck. Is that official, by the way? Is Amnesia officially Squirrel Girl? Just so all of our listeners know. No, no, no. Okay, okay you know what? Actually, so yeah, I just wanted to say how I was Amnesia not happy about getting my superhero. Like, at prom, you know, I would say we all had our superhero emblems or identities. Like, I opened up my, like, tux... Or my tux show my Aquaman character and then our photographer was like oh who are you and the shame that I felt <laughs> okay just be glad he had a t-shirt oh Pruthi 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 if you Pruthi if you even knew I didn't own a squirrel girl they shirt don't make squirrel girl shirts that photo. probably because I didn't own a squirrel probably because I didn't own a squirrel girl shirt but also because I've literally never read a squirrel girl comic hey hey I don't know how I got uh, stuck with I'm just gonna honestly. say I think Ayusha's story is funnier I used to get stuck with the Wolverine because of his name. Where did I in, Mr. Narayan? Let's just air out everything, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> Which one of you wants to go next? 
I can okay. go. <laughs> Honestly, we have, we, I think me, you, Gupta, like, we all have very similar, like, dipped ins into, like, the suit. Mine's was also Spider-Man, and it was just, like, I was, honestly, I was the same as you, unfortunately. Like, super awkward. Are you a beast? I had a long time. Huh? Honestly, a little bit. Yeah, man. I used to eat toaster waffles every oh, day. Oh, man. It's okay, same. Then my mom, my mom cut me off, so I haven't forgiven her yet. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, yeah, it's, it's like, it's chill, though. I'm I'm less obese, I guess. So, nah, you still um, obese. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> Well, anywho, we do not condone fat shaming on this podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, just like I definitely like deal with like a lot of social anxiety sometimes, and I guess like around the time I started getting more interested in media, like Spider Man was the superhero, and I personally love Tobey Maguire, the guy who plays him, because he's like this guy's a total loser, you know, and he just like okay, that's just, just mean. What? I don't think yeah, we're like, losers. I don't know. I thought we were. <laughs> Speak, okay, but we're an acquired so like, taste. Yeah. is what we are. Yeah, yeah. Let's suppose it like that. But um, I yeah, I just like seeing him navigate throughout school and like seeing him grow into his powers and becoming like a total boss was just super inspiring. And I really felt like I could, you know, look up to him. And I think another source I kind of got into in terms of like pop culture is music for sure like some of the earlier like especially rap because I don't know like when it came to superheroes I definitely like not superheroes just like people to look up to in general and like pop culture I definitely like the one thing I noticed early on was like there's not a lot of daisies right mm. it was definitely like the sort of thing it was just like and like even when there was like I remember like watching American Idol, and there was a Daisy, like, there was a Daisy, um, I guess, contestant, and I was just like, I'm rather down with this guy. Or, like, like, Jay Sean came out with Down in, like, 2000. Yeah. Like, that was, like, that was super awesome to see. And I definitely felt like, with music, since there wasn't a lot of people, like, from, especially, I guess, like, when I speak, when I mean by that, just, like, sure, there's, like, Bollywood artists from India, but there wasn't, like, <laughs> I'd say, like, I mean, we oh, all grew up hey. in the U.S. as Indians, and we more, like, align with that, you know? So, yeah, so, like, some of the earliest artists I listened to were, like, Lil Wayne, Eminem, and I don't know, man, they just, like, listening to them made me feel more confident in myself. Like, sure, I had probably had zero idea what they were talking about in their music when I was eight or seven. Yeah. But, like, it was just, like, it was just cool, you know, and I just wanted to kind of embody that in, like, in any way I could. And, yeah, it definitely helped me, I guess, throughout high school, too, just, like, having that outlet, you know, just to listen to music and just vibe. Yeah. I'm just imagining a little angry I used listening to Eminem. Get out of my room, Mom! So, Ayush, when's your hottest single dropping out? My hottest single. You know, I don't really make my own music. When are you going to start? My, my, so I'm more of a DJ. Ooh. So what I do is I hit the pause and play button <laughs> at the beginning of songs. And then I just imagine that I'm just a DJ. And that's pretty much the extent of it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm actually really happy that you brought up Ayush. Because one of the questions that I wanted to ask you guys 
there, I feel like I'm not sure if this is there's a difference between pop culture and like as like a national sense or there's a sense of like brown pop culture. Like I'll explain what I mean. Like rap music, basketball. I mean, like Drake songs, you know, getting fades, getting a single earring. Uh, I'm just not, I'm not sure if that was like a, a kind of Bay Area Indian thing that was like a just like a Indian in America type of pop culture, or that was just actual like pop culture shared about across the country. Because I know like obviously NBA Drake is definitely pop, but those other attributes that make a quote unquote Indian that classifies a stereotypical Indian man, I wouldn't fuck boy. I didn't want to say that word, but yeah. Um, so to kind of go into more depth of what Prithi's talking about, for most um, Indian American people growing up here, we are the first generation that are growing up calling America home. Like for most of us, our parents came here, they had kids, and we're the first generation of kids growing up in America where like English is our first language, other than Prithi, uh, where like we're going to school here, we're like calling America home. And in that journey, a lot of the times it involves a phase where you don't want to feel too attached to maybe the Indian half of you because, I mean, that's not your home, right? You're calling America home and you're growing up feeling like sometimes an outcast, not necessarily an outcast always, like it's not always a bad thing, but you just feel a little bit different and you want to feel more American. And since that's such a common journey for so many Indian people, there is a common trend of things that we gravitate to, to feel more American. So Prithi's kind of mentioning in the Bay Area, a lot of Indian boys to feel more American, the things they like talk about, the things they gravitate to is like, and it's almost like a meme at this point, almost a joke. It is a meme, but it makes sense. It makes sense why they gravitate to it, to feel more American, to feel more cool because Indian people are always given this stereotype of being lame, being nerds. So like it's it's a rebellion on all, all of that. It's a rebellion on being a different immigrant it's a rebellion on being like a, I don't know, like a joke in and of itself. We want to feel like a, like we can call this place home. So for a lot of people, that meant being super involved in basketball, being super involved in um, rap music. It, like it was really just, and, it was the adoption of anything that was in pop culture. Well, I would argue that it is pop culture. Is pop basketball culture. is very much pop culture. Drake no, no, is yeah, the no, definition wait. of pop culture. So it's it's... They define yeah, their own pop culture I, I, in a way. Like they define their own. This is what oh, is cool for our community, and that we'll talk about a lot. Oh no, I, I totally would have said what was pop culture in the Bay is what, like, kids like us would have adopted, right? Because there was like, you know, like you, you're right. Like, we can't exactly relate to like what the generation before us was doing, right? Because like, it's just so far off the mark compared to what our lives are now. What do you mean? Well, I mean, like, honestly, can any of us really relate to our parents' upbringings comparatively? Um, Similar values, definitely. Oh, totally different values. Similar values, yeah, but, like, oh, okay, sure. Okay, well, maybe maybe that's the connect, right? But, like, then, I I don't know. I guess, like, we were just left to adopt whatever culture was there that was available to us, and... I guess that's what was on television, which in this case was well, the NBA and rap. Like, yeah. That brings a it... comparison between brown pop and African-American culture. Okay. Yes, yes, that's true. I was going to say that, yeah. So black culture. 
Why am I into country music then, Gupta? Please explain. But to go back to more serious things, and the reason I'm just gonna I'm gonna let that one slide. The reason, and the reason why it became the fact that anybody can be into country music. I I'm gonna let it slide. We're gonna we're gonna ignore it. We're gonna okay. We're gonna ignore that Taylor Swift is my favorite artist. It's fine. We're gonna move on. It's a safe space. Okay. The fact that it became meme the fact that Indian people gravitated to black culture is because it is a very different conversation to have black kids growing up and feeding into their own communities, feeding into their own culture, feeding into their own dialogue, right? Because in the NBA, it's a lot of people coming from similar stories to achieve greatness and success. And a lot of rap music is talking about things that are going on in those communities. There are a lot of Indian people that listen to that, enjoy it, understand it, and try and like become part of that dialogue. That's completely fine. The reason that it became a meme and the reason why there's this whole like Bay Area brown culture is because, like Gupta's saying also, rather than just trying to relate to what you can feel most similar to, there's also a sense of let's appropriate the cool culture. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like it's it's very different conversation when uh Ravi is like rapping about uh, some stuff like huh no no i said a random round nothing against you robbie and like like just rapping like he thinks he's cool we grew up in an area where there were no black people but the n-word was thrown around really commonly so like there there is a difference in that is what i wanted to just make clear oh yeah speaking of that right i i want to kind of talk about like i want to get your guys's opinions on what are the positives and negatives yeah. of somebody essentially adopting pop culture oh, as like culture quote unquote, that is not considered... go ahead sorry wait hold on I... oh sorry um, i think i think i usually say it help definitely helps you assimilate like it helps you assimilate like alex was talking about how we all go through this like difficulty of balancing our you know american side quote unquote american side and our like south asian side like i guess Getting more into pop culture definitely helps you, like, even when it comes down to like, a basic conversation, you know, like, it helps you be more familiar with what everyone else is into. I'd say the negatives, for sure, like, that I've at least seen, it's, like, it, there's sometimes in a way where it's, like, you get into, like, specific pop culture, and it makes you, res- in a way, resent your motherland culture, like, our Indian Desi culture. So I guess there's, like, it's definitely good to find that balance, you know, like to be into pop culture, but not to like completely abandon your own culture, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I want to say though, like the adoption of culture and the appropriation of culture are like close in parallels. And like, I think one thing that like we missed on the mark, like as like a, as like a, a, a Brown Bay Area community or like, you know, Brown pockets of the United States, Brown pockets of like, large companies that countries countries that uh indians have immigrated to is that like we weren't really policing ourselves until like you know three four years ago maybe you know like i'm telling you man like people people even around here if you haven't left the bay i meet a lot of brown kids who will just say the n-word like it's like it's like it like it doesn't actually hurt people you know so like like you're saying right you're saying like what are the dangers of um I forgot what the actual words you said was. I said I said the adoption of culture. I the adoption the adoption. of so you mentioned the adoption of pop culture, which 
I actually don't disagree with your saying because rap to us is pop culture. Like, it's just like, it's the popular thing. It's the cool thing. And that's where the problem kind of happens. It's because we can sometimes listen to a rap song and like, what are we listening to? We're listening to the beat, right? We're listening to the beat. We're like, dude, this thing's cool. It makes us want to dance. It makes us want to vibe. We're going to, we're going to, this is going to be the music we listen to. Whereas that music is coming from a culture that we're not understanding. It's coming from a dialogue that we're not taking part of. So that's where the problems can arise. I also think that sometimes accepting pop culture into ours is dangerous because it's, it's media and media doesn't always tell like a completely true story. Right. So like breaking away from music, like I grew up with so much like media, like I would watch TV shows all the time and think, oh my God, this is going to be my real life. And that caused a lot of problems for me because like I would watch How I Met Your Mother, um, Friends, and I think, oh my God, okay, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to make meet these friends, make this friend group. I'm going to like have these friends for life. I'm going to have those shenanigans, those stories and everything. And that actually like real talk caused some problems for me with with this friend group with other friend groups I've made relationships too I grew up with Bollywood that thing's romantic as hell and I caused a lot of problems for me because like I would go around life thinking like oh this is my true love blah 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 and it would cause a lot of pain so I think like when you grow up with a lot of media like it influences how you think and so that would dictate how I viewed my relationships like there was a period of time where I would look at Srinath and be like okay this is like that Marshall Erickson type friend whereas like that doesn't that's not how life works right my friend is not going to play out like a tv show I don't need Srinath Gopalakrishnan to be Marshall Erickson because that's not how life works like you don't replicate yeah. your life I uh, completely agree I was going to say like kind of replicating or adopting pop culture kind of also kind of prevents you from creating your own personality or finding stuff that makes you unique um as someone who used to be like so adamant on, uh, you know, uh, sport, uh, blah, 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 superheroes. That's the word I was looking for, on superheroes and sharing, finding people who uh, love superheroes, only be trying to become friends with people who love superheroes. I realized that even though it might be pop culture now, at times that might not always be pop culture. And finding other parts of your personality, rounding out your personality as whole as a whole, just so it's not solely predicated on what pop culture dictates. You know, finding stuff that will makes you you is also an inherent part that by, you know, focusing or honing in so much on pop culture can deprive you of. Um, Gupta, how about you? I haven't heard your I want to hear your thoughts. Oh, uh, wait, so what's the question? Yeah, you can just talk about your yeah, talk about adopting pop culture or if you want to bring up a new topic about like how so in terms of how rap has kind of influenced me i think that rap and um just that whole hip-hop culture kind of helped me get through high school um in high school i was very like an angsty teenager i was really mad all the time and so in order to cope with that anger and kind of uh just be like myself i would listen to people who kind of replicated my feelings in their songs and the only place i saw that happening was like hard rock music but i really didn't like the instruments that they use in hard rock music um or metal music i didn't i really didn't like the instruments that they use there but the other like 
people to go to were in rap, like Eminem, his songs were like, he can be really mad sometimes, so I was like really into that, or like Chief Keef, like, it's just an example again at the end of the day, but um, like, for, for example, Chief Keef, like, when I would be mad, I would like just put on some like Eminem or uh, one of these uh, songs by Chief Keef and then just be like, yeah, I'm angry today and I'm going to stay this way. But um, at the same time, I still had that mindset that, yo, look, like, this isn't me at the end of the day. I have this music, and this does not, like, define me at all. Um, whereas I saw some other people sometimes, like, they were, they were kind of, like, uh, appropriating um, African-American culture in a lot of ways. They would try and like dress up like that in an all asian high school like 97 percent asian i really don't see why you gotta do that um that's that's one of the bigger things that i saw was that with um any people sometimes it gets kind of on the dangerous edge as to um appropriating um african-american culture and i'd say that like we gotta be kind of careful when it comes to stuff like that um we gotta make sure that this like it doesn't overtake uh you as an individual and then in addition to that you also have to kind of realize that like pop culture is not like real in any sense or like any manner um pop culture is absolutely fake to make it seem like these people are all happy and all like glee filled inside but at the end of the day uh, it's it's definitely not that um, some of these people are, are like really they're having a tough time and this is one of the ways that they can get out um, make some money and help them and their communities and you got to really look into that like pop culture it's kind of glorified I feel in today's day and age and you got to like kind of take a step forward and analyze um, where we are and what kind of people are um need this platform not are using it but need that need it to go further and help out those in need um for example like when it comes to people like nipsey hustle or um even like chance the rapper and i know like you guys are all gonna like hate on me for comparing chance the rapper to nipsey hustle but at the same time like they both ended up uh making music and then giving back to the lower income communities and helping them out. So I think that when it comes to pop culture or uh, stuff like that, you just got to be kind of weary as to what you're going to be um, like, what you do in that and how you use it. Listening, listening to it is like totally fine, but like be careful. Don't appropriate the overall culture. Um, yeah. 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 No, yeah. Gupta says you need to be cautious about appropriating black cultures, essentially. What do you think? Okay. Um, Srinath, uh, I'm going to pitch it to you before I go to the next question I wanted to ask, or which might also be our last question. But how has pop culture influenced you, or do you want to talk about um, how brown culture and pop culture has interacted? Kind of up to you about yeah, what you wanted to bring hard. up. For me, I mean, brown culture and pop culture haven't really mixed the pop culture you know i was really into it was like comic books and sci-fi 
and that's really connected to brown culture at all like yeah. i wasn't into music that much not like rap i wasn't an angsty little i use there's toaster waffles <laughs> what else was he gonna do yeah i just listened to love sosa while i eat these waffles <laughs> Yes. So I wasn't an angry little kid, <laughs> but for me it was more like uh, something with Gupta said uh, was more like you know he looked at pop culture and realized it wasn't real. I looked at pop culture and kind of a similar way. It wasn't real, but it could be. If that makes sense, like mm-hmm. the good parts about pop can be real. What about like, the boys? The boys is another so, extreme. Yes. So I assume yeah, go ahead. you're talking about like movies, mainly like movies and comic books. Like, yeah. What makes you think the bad parts can't be real? They can. You know? I mean, they like, equally say... can is a thing. <laughs> but if just because the bad parts are like, I'm saying, like, if you look at the good and bad parts, right? I'll see the bad parts. I mean, especially in this year, there's a lot of bad happening. All, obviously, all that can happen. Uh, but the good parts can happen too, and obviously they can't come naturally. But you can't just look at pop culture and be like, "That's fiction, so it can never happen." Like you can't have someone. If you look at Superman, you can't have someone be that objectively good. Whereas, like, you really can't. You just have to try. And if you see like science fiction, a lot of people see all that future CGI technology, and be like, "That's just." science fiction and we have to deal with you know crappy cars and stuff like that like that's one thing i respect about like someone like elon musk he looks at science fiction and just makes it happen that's what a lot of companies now are trying to do but i mean other than just like you know science fiction just also in terms of morals and like how you act you could look to pop culture and see the good in that and try to emulate that not adopt it as your personality but take it as an example of, you know, decisions that could be made. You don't have to like just take what the real world is supposed like what those what teachers in high school tell us the real real world would be like, or like what the news tells us the real world is going to be like. Where you can try to make the real world more like those things you look up. Yeah, there's kind of like a middle ground approach. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Like middle middle ground between like straight up adopting or appropriating, but also accepting it at yeah. the same time. Uh, Tommy, did you want to go? Yeah, I just kind of wanted to bring up this last point to conclude about um, pop culture and why pop culture is successful in a way. Pop culture preys upon that 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 five second conversation where you're talking about something and then somebody else relates to it and goes, "Oh my god, me too!" Like that's that's why pop culture is successful. Like I didn't love Star Wars. Like, I liked Star Wars. My entire childhood still consisted of watching all the movies, playing the video games, talking about it, whatever. But it's not something I love. Whereas what I do love is, like, going to high school, being in a class with um, Ayush, and then, like, randomly just going, Anakin, you're breaking my heart! And he'll, he'll, he'll like, literally crack up. And, like, that will be, like, a good, pure memory because it's something that we can relate on. You can relate like, to bad acting? The reason why... Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. Um, 
I have to like act in soccer, so it's fine. The reason why like TV shows are like popular is because it's a bunch of people watching the TV show as it's coming out, reacting to it, talking about it, exploring that media together. So that's why there's such thing as brown culture, Bay Area pop culture, because it's 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 a bunch of people on that same path that can have that same conversation. You might be listening to this and be like okay, superheroes wasn't that much of a big deal for me. I don't know why these people keep talking about it. But we ca- we talk about it because for many of our friend group, like Srinath, uh, Pruthi, Ayush, I think, they grew up reading comic books. So when they went to high school, that was like a conversation that would, they would have with friends. And so when I joined this friend group, it was in a friend group that had that common journey. And that's why uh, superheroes is so centered to our definition of pop culture. Uh, like we made fun of country music but there were a lot of there will be a lot of people who have that similar path and identify and relate to the music and that's why for them it's their pop culture so what pop but culture... alex what about country music who listens to that hey man sometimes you just gotta listen to good I, country music I... to simp too that's all i'm saying oh my... no okay i'm gonna i'm gonna I'm... I'm going to throw myself under the bus. Uh, in Riverside, we would have square dancing nights at this one bar. And uh, it was, what was it called? Oh my God, I'm forgetting. It was whatever. And we would go like line dancing and square dancing to like cowboy music. And it was so oh much God. fun. So, I, okay, honestly, it was just me drunk dancing by myself. And I was having so much fun. All right, uh, Thomas, did you finish what you were trying to say? Yee. Yeah. Okay. So my last question before we finish off this podcast today um, kind of based on... So last night, I was watching random scenes and clips uh, from Jurassic Park on YouTube. I was just, like, lying in bed. And I was just noticing, like, no matter... this, Even though that movie's super old, where the, given the time it came out, the movie was so, like, well done, such amazing special effects, just ahead of its time movie. And I just started watching clips from, like, the other Jurassic Parks. And even Jurassic World... Uh, albeit to a little bit of a lesser extent, uh, Chris Pratt kind of saved that movie. But um, what, that movie was just so good. And I, w- and I was thinking, like, when I show my kids, like, Jurassic Park, when and if I have kids, I would show them, if I show them that series, I'm going to make them start from where I started in terms of, like, starting with the very first Jurassic Park, just to see, like, how the progression of special effects, how the progression of pop culture had, went about, kind of similar to how I saw it. Like, you know, it started from the bottom and then it came to wherever it's going to be when and if those kids are alive. So I just kind of wanted to ask your opinions about either how do you think pop culture and social media is going to evolve or how do you think, like, when you when or if you have kids, do you think you want them to kind of have that same journey through pop culture or, like, through social media in which it, we, had, we saw it evolve before our very eyes? Or do you kind of want them to... Or do you imagine they'll just like, you know, wherever they start off, you're just going to continue off where they are. Um, yeah, does any of you want to have opinion or thoughts about that? Avnish, I haven't heard from you. Is he, is he okay, uh, Srinath can go in the meantime. Well, well I'm going to say, yeah, so I was going to say, if my kids don't fall in love with the character that it is Iron Man and see his growth and then absolutely ball at his death, I will have Because <laughs> a lot of... Nostalgia is sometimes overrated, but I mean, with something like Marvel, where it's kind of like such a long journey, I think definitely starting from the beginning is a move. And nothing, 
Just because stuff's yeah. old doesn't mean it's bad. Just because stuff's old also doesn't mean it's good. But we've lived through this kind of golden age. Yeah, it's golden age essentially of like seeing pop culture, seeing these like yeah, I guess comic books becoming pop culture. That's something that pretty much happened in our generation, and you know we mm-hmm. get at the same time we have the growth of like the internet, which has allowed us to see movies from like the 60s, 70s, like the old Star Wars, Indiana Jones, Back to the Future. So we have we're part of this generation where we could appreciate the new and the old. And that's something we should definitely pass on to our kids. Yeah. You have to make sure like, you know, they don't just look at the past and be like, yeah, that's old stuff. Look at this. I don't know what VR movies are probably gonna be a thing in like 30 years or something. Yeah. You're gonna be in yes, Jurassic exactly. Park in the next like in the next movie. Um, there's that's actually already a thing. There's like a VR Jurassic oh, Park adventure yeah. movie out right now. At the same time, I'm mad, but also I want to be on it. So I don't know how to yeah. feel. We just have to um, make sure we're not that like old boomer generation that also just rejects new stuff because you know old stuff is obviously bad. It's classic. I used to do that to a fault, like when I was watching random movies on Netflix, because you know sometimes you just have those days. Like I'd be like, I don't want to watch any movie before like 2010. But uh, I feel like I'm becoming increasing. I've mellowed with age, is how I'm going to describe yeah. it. Even though I'm just 24, I've mellowed with age. I'm like, you know what? Let's watch like a Pulp Fiction. You know why not? Um, anybody else have any thoughts or anything they want to share? So. I actually have a lot to say okay. about this. Um, be, well, it's because, like, so the remake thing is, like, really big right now for both Western culture and, like, I'm really involved in um, South Asian culture. So, like, in Indian music, like, all of the songs I grew up with is getting remade right now. All of, and, and all the movies that are coming out right now are, like, remakes or sequels and everything. And that's been going on for a long time because we are the nostalgia generation. We have the ability, unlike all the generations before us, to, like, at the click of a button, like, our parents can talk about, like, something cool that they were growing up with. And we were like, okay, cool. I searched it up on YouTube. There it is, right? So a lot of the times yeah. that's, like, that's why we have so much of the remakes and everything. But I think that there will be things that we will show our kids that will not hit as hard in the sense that there are a lot of things that we watched and a lot of the excitement, a lot of the fun came from not knowing what would happen. Um, It would be something we were experiencing together. Right. And so like, like when you watch star Wars, right. Star Wars is something that is still like a big deal for most of the friend group. If you were listening to what they were talking about. But I'm pretty sure that, like, when we were watching Star Wars, we already knew the whole, like, Luke, I am your father thing because we'd been hearing it in media for 10 years after the fact going up to our first time watching oh, the movie. Oh, actually, right? it was so a our huge parents sitting, like, for me. And I think, I think it's specifically because okay, the internet me, had proliferated, but, like, we couldn't exactly just Google these things on our own, and I saw these movies when I was, like, five. So, personally, for me, like, the experience of watching that fifth Star Wars movie is my mom, like being really excited and like trying to keep it all in and like 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 she was like nervous laughing while like up to the scene was happening and then the scene happens and she looked at me like wasn't that so cool like what do you think and i was like well yeah mom i watched fairly odd parents and like they did a spoof of that and like luke i'm your father like i knew that was gonna happen so that experience won't be the same and the same like the snap in infinity war she not read the comics right he knew that was coming but for a lot of people that was like a whoa 
Wait, he never he never died in the comics. I didn't know that was happening. Oh yeah, the Iron Man death. But the, I'm talking about the snap where like half of the universe went. Although Srinath knew that, a lot of the community going in to watch that movie experienced that together. Like I was in the theater, and like when Black Panther disintegrates, like there was like a row of like black students in front of me who went, "Oh, this is some bullshit," and it was like amazing. Like it was iconic. It was like breaking my heart, hilarious at the same time. Like that was something we all experienced together and then when black panther like came back my entire theater was chanting ibombe like as he walked out into the battlefield so that's like part of the experience your kids won't get that also there will be some things that won't hold up in the way that like there's this old bollywood movie called shan and in the movie like the evil bad guy's lair right he has an aquarium in the background and my mom like topped my mom talked up that scene my entire childhood it was like dude it was so cool to see like this bad guy have an aquarium behind him and she like showed me the movie and it's literally a small port window with tv screen going in the background and there's like a little guppy and like my mom like was sitting with me and she saw that and she's like i I'm gonna go clean something, and she just left. Like she, like it, like broke her experience. Like it ruined that first. So some things won't hold up. Some like plot twists won't hit as hard. But still, like we grew up watching Star Wars. We grew up watching like all the Jurassic Park, and it still holds up for. So it's like it's a mix of both. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I I do realize that by the time. I feel like yeah, stuff like the iron, the iron, uh, the Thanos snap will be so trite or like overdue and have spoofs done of it by the time our kids come around. So it'll kind of be like the iconic Darth Vader scene. I agree. I didn't think about that before. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we have no other outside references. You know, no friends. Maybe that's why my parents made me clinically obese, so I didn't have friends and I'd have to find all this stuff by myself. Yeah, you're really just gonna blame your parents like that? Wait, you <laughs> just pass off the fact that you were clinically obese to your parents. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's because I just ate too there much. We go. On my there rotis. we go. Who put the ghee on the rotis? Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> no comment. Anybody else? Are you Shgupta? Yeah. So I kind of so like when it comes to especially to like the future generations, kind of what you guys have been talking about. Like, I think I'd want like at least like my kids to have their own sense of discovery and sense. It's like i'm still gonna show them star wars i'm still gonna listen to chief keep in the car dude you but, can't dude, be bumping these bitches that's, love that's gonna be what these like kids are car. gonna listen to in the yeah. world why ever not dude no that's ryan i'll have you know my son is gonna be my hype man <laughs> but that's one thing like we like one thing i kind of thought about it's like oh, when we get older, we're kind of going to be, we're going to be more like our parents. But in reality, we're just going to be ourselves, but just 20 or, you know, 15 years older. Like, we're still going to be That's true. into the same things, regardless of, like, let's say if it's, like, <laughs> rap music, like, if it's super explicit or not, you know? Are you, I'm going to tell my um, kids the Throat Squad yours. Like, we're still doing this. I'm going to tell my show your kids the league. Throat Squad you yours. You're going to show your kids the league. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. What if football is just, like, not, <laughs> not popular? Like a hundred years from now, but I'm definitely there's definitely things that I will try to pass down, like show them, like hey, you know, watch watch a scene from Star Wars. It literally blew my mind. Or like I don't know, I'm trying to think of other things. Like I'll show them music, maybe not the most 
explicit things growing up because you know rap music is very can leave an impression on people some for the good some for like really really bad but yeah i think that you know passing those things down are important but you also have to leave a little bit of space for them to like make their own discovery you know to kind of end on like a i don't know like a like a hopeful note right it's like you know how we watch things from like say 20 years ago 30 years ago even even like five ten years ago and we're like wow that didn't age well yeah yeah so like even even for like some of the best things we've seen right like what do you like what do you guys think like right now is something that's super accepted highly highly prized in pop culture that like 40 years 50 years from now we're gonna be like that wasn't it chief you know and like what could it potentially be 50 years from now? I think there's already an example of, there's already an example of that right now. And that's, I feel like it's friends, honestly. I was going to say Drake. Like friends. Oh, Drake. Okay. Interesting. With friends first. Yeah. Like it's a fun show. Like all the characters are very funny, but there's definitely like hints of racism, like homophobia and things like that. And like, you could already tell, even if you watch Zack and Cody, like, watch Zack and Cody right now, and, like, there's a lot of sexism in those jokes and, like, stuff that would not fly today. So it's, like, there will always, yeah, like, it's honestly kind of crazy. We When we watched it, it was just normal, you know? But, like, and if you air those things today, it would not fly. But I think at the end of the day, you just have to understand, like, the context of the times and how things are getting more progressive, which is a, a very good thing. And if you can appreciate it for like you know kind of in that mindset of like thinking from like what people thought like in that time frame it's still good entertainment you just have to like understand the nuances of those things yeah i definitely think like sexism like lack of or like lack of diversity or representation will be tight parts of movies that will go down in like history and be like oh why did i do that like i don't know if you guys remember this movie but it was something called like great the great wall in which matt damon literally played a chinese dude <laughs> oh yeah yeah or yes. like, you know you know yeah. that was totally oh no he no he didn't play a chinese dude a, he didn't play a chinese dude he played a white guy it was a white oh, okay, yeah. it was like a okay. it was a british dude who basically dude, it was a, it was essentially you know, a bite chinese of the movie dude. the last samurai with tom cruise which also you know it's in itself dude. it's it's another white savior yeah, it's another white savior. yeah it's just, i haven't seen the movie but yeah um those type of movies will kind of be like huh what's happening um Gipta, did you want to add something? Sorry, I thought I saw you uh, trying to say something. Who? You? Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, um, like, The Office, the first episode. <laughs> oh, my God. The diversity training, and they're like, okay, so you're going to take a card and just say, uh, and, like, talk about one stereotype about that, or whatever it was. I don't and, think that was the first episode, but... Yeah. It was one of the first ones. And then yeah. the, Michael, he goes to Kelly Kapoor. And she's like, Indian, right? And he's just like, Ooga Booga! Ooga Booga! Like, he was trying to talk about Indian food. I, when I watched I'm like, dude, this is so funny, but this is so racist to my people. There's also the part... Wait, to, to, to be fair, though, I think they're I think they're purposely mocking yes, Michael Scott, the character, true. as being that's just true. a head-ass, you know? Also, 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 also... Uh, the person who plays Kelly Kapoor, Mindy Kaling, she was a writer on the show, so she she probably wrote that scene. 
No, but I mean, they're doing it for a reason, right? And that's playing on that many of the people yeah. in that time have those stereotypes, and that's why they find it funny. Like, no, they yeah, are, what? No, no, I thought they were. I thought they were making fun of Michael. Michael Scott is the know, I guess the painting of no. the average like we we laugh at it not not average no, white not person average but like the the what? inner like dumb level of the average American person. That's why it's funny. It's, more it's of playing a, a joke on all of us. It's more of a joke on Michael because we all know like even everyone in the show knows Michael is just someone who hasn't I won't say aged well but he hasn't really like I don't know like yeah he hasn't changed the times so it's just like. We Social IQ like, is low. Social like IQ being, is low. Like, yeah, he's being overtly racist, but the thing is, everyone on the show, like the other characters on the show and the audience knows that he's being like that, you know? And you can't really say the same about, like, other shows where that's happened, you know? Like, kind of like Tropic Thunder. Okay, Tropic Thunder oh is Wait, just Tropic a Thunder giant is something, parody. Yeah, Tropic Thunder is just a giant parody. Um, I don't think it could ever be done again. <laughs> I don't think I don't think I don't think what specifically we're gonna just talk about what Robert Downey Jr. did. I don't think that can ever be done again. He's gone on record saying it could never be done again. I mean, how crazy is that? A char- a character where we're essentially making fun of somebody who would do blackface. Well, actually, you know what? They did do that again. You know, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh God. It, oh my God. Sunny yeah, is the, just in the Lethal Weapon remakes. But like, that's also making fun of somebody who's dumb enough to. Wait, do- no, no, it happened once. Face. Even after that, dude. Justin Trudeau's pictures when they popped up, bro. That shit. Oh shit! Yeah, he was doing brown face. He was doing black face. Of niche, of niche. Those things are funny because we all know that, like, it's like it's always sunny. For example, like we know that whole group is stupid. You know, like we all know that. They oh, that's true. Yeah, really I mean, they, they do play. They do play characters who are just dumb. Exactly. Like we we know they're not supposed to be people you look up to. Uh, yeah, Justin yeah. Trudeau's his group. Oh yeah. I was just saying that ironically, but okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, he didn't do that as a part of an entertainment bit. I think it's important to look at it the other way as well, where we will eventually come to a point where we're giving our kids all of this, like, history and everything. And, like, like if you've had parents who, like, are like, this was really cool when I was growing up. Let's look at this or let's listen to this. This is the music I listen to. Like, you have to realize that at a certain extent, there might be a younger generation that rejects the things that we think are cool. And like, that's, that's yeah. going to happen. Cause we did the that's same thing. Fully. And also you can never really predict what the next generation will think of is popular from the last generation. Like when I went to college, everybody really liked the Michael Jackson song rock with you. Whereas like, I was like, Oh, that's not what I would think is the most popular Michael Jackson song. But like, that was the song they all gravitated towards. So you can't like, always predict what the next generation will think of is as cool like if you talk to future generations like you have to think about like like we have a you lot also of music right and everyone's listening to different music all over you have to think about what the next generation will look at as classics from our generation like what's the classic music going to be from our generation Sosa, easy <laughs> wait hold on i i want to say though like or like adding to what Thomas is saying is like, um, what what in the next generation will be something that we did that it's no longer socially acceptable? So, uh, what we did as like JLF? Yeah, like what? No, like what we did as a as a as a, as a generation. We might not as a generation. Yeah, like because because you know like like we we might just not know. You know, 
that's the crazy part. I feel like there there is so many things where you go back five years and you just look at it and you're like, that's that's bad. So I think that if we just keep learning, I I don't think that's the fear. Unless I'm not saying that you're saying it's something to be like careful about. I think you just have to like learn as you go and like think about what you're doing because anything I pick up, like I watch some of the shows that Sophie watches and it's written by like adults but it's for kids and like some of the jokes in it are like terrible <laughs> like they're so like you can't it's it's hard i guess it's hard to like dissect and predict and everything okay um with that i think we're running out of time guys for today's episode so i think we'll call call it end on the conversation there thank you to everyone who took your time out to listen to today's episode of just like me and uh Check out our Instagram. Follow us at Just Like Me Podcast for more updates on what our next episodes will be. And make sure not to eat too much ghee with your rotis. See you guys later. Mm-hmm.